Hello, loyal followers. <laughs> Welcome to episode 64, I think, of mm -hmm. Law School in Brief. Um, this is Megan, and joining me, as always, is my lovely um, assistant, <laughs> Lydia, uh, <laughs> who is obviously okay. so much more than my assistant, of course. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. That sounds like a great, yeah, I'll be your assistant. I wish I could sweeten the pot with something, but I am truly a penniless law student. If you're, if you are <laughs> to assist me, it'll just be out of the goodness of your heart. Pro bono, baby. Pro bono hours. I can offer that. <laughs> Perfect. Lydia, what's up? It's been two weeks. Yeah. Well, last weekend I was a little occupied with my birthday. Oh my goodness, Lydia. Happy birthday. I know that I, I wish you a happy birthday on your actual birthday, but yeah. I forgot to wish you a happy birthday when we started this call. <laughs> well, thank you. It was a very nice birthday. Um, I had a little getaway. Um, you did? A little Airbnb lake house in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, Missouri, that is. Oh, I was like, What? <laughs> No, it's uh, just in the middle of nowhere, rural town. But yeah, there's an Airbnb like lake house there and everything was frozen over. I mean, actually, it feels like spring now in St. Louis. But last week, it was zero degrees. It was like just everything was snowed over on this farm. And like there were like cows standing in the snow and like this little lake all iced over. And it was very, very nice to just get away. I... Should it be doing that more? I say, I mean, I don't have the money to do that, but it was really, it doesn't seem like it's going to be worth the effort of like planning and packing for like two nights away with the one full day in between, which was my birthday. But it was, it was so, because by the time you're back, you really feel like you've like been away. So yeah, I, I highly recommend getting away, but I did not yeah, even I didn't realize know. you were doing that. Oh yeah. It was I mean, it was a weekday, and um, so I guess by last weekend, I guess I was actually back. But, mm -hmm, yeah, um, it was, let me think, yeah, just two nights and one day. And, like, on that day of my birthday, I did, I thought about law school zero, yes. played backgammon with Billy, and we, like, made ramen for lunch and, like, you know watched movies and like build a fire pit and like walked around this like snowy farm. And like, that's pretty much all there was to do. And it was great. That sounds so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you think, so I, my birthday is, is coming up and so is the one year mark of like yeah. lockdown quarantine, all that. And um, I remember, so my last day in person, like at school was March 16th and my birthday is on March 29th. And I was so salty that I was having to spend my birthday in a pandemic lockdown. And I just remember thinking to myself, it's okay. Cause at least my 30th birthday will surely be back in person. <laughs> and now I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> and I thought I would get away with not having a quarantine birthday. I was the one who was like, oh, it sucks for everybody to have to have a quarantine birthday. Sucks for them. And then it was me. But and, yeah, everybody's got a turn. 
everyone yeah everyone's got a turn at this point yeah <laughs> i mean i remember last year didn't um didn't Didi and chantal make you like a cake i feel like i remember seeing a picture of you like in the quad eating some cake it was cute oh um that was simone and aaron made me some cupcakes oh, okay. and but yeah i mean it was celebrated with everyone because it was in person so yeah Didi was there I'm sure I saw Chantal shout out to Chantal what's up um and yeah yeah it was so nice I really was and, and my birthday party was also like in person at the city museum which is the coolest place in St. Louis everyone listening who might be moving to St. Louis in the future the absolute coolest place definitely it's like a walking toward hypo and it's probably full of germs right now so don't go yet but I just can't believe that I had, like, I'm glad I did something, you know? I almost didn't. Um, yeah. So It really goes to show you never know when your birthday is going to be spent in a pandemic lockdown. So really <laughs> make the know. most. Oh, yeah. yeah um, I still remember that podcast episode when they were canceling um, summer abroad activities. And I was like, they should just let the students decide. I can't believe the school is like already canceling those. That's so rude. And then the very next week, I was like, okay, so I was misinformed. I did. <laughs> <under> <laughs> <after> <laughs> misinformed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember. I remember that too. <laughs> I was like, okay, Lydia, for sure. No, I, I'm, I'm all about it. I love when libertarian Lydia like really shows her true colors. Like, and then is immediately proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. So good. So good. Oh, well, I'm so yeah. glad to hear that you got out of town and you were able to celebrate your birthday doing like chill, relaxing, anti-law school activities. Yeah. Yes. What have you been up to? Me? Little old me? Yes. Well, so my life has felt, I feel like this big, like moot court sized void in my schedule now. <laughs> um, the last time we talked, I was fresh off the competition. So I could still um, give, you know, give my whole spiel from, from memory. But now uh, I have free weekends. I wow. work nine to five. And also, so the last time we talked, actually, okay, important update. I don't have COVID. So yes. Excellent. We love to hear that. Yeah. The last time we talked, I was having to um, quarantine because one of the attorneys at the law firm I'm I'm working at had COVID. And according to him, it was awful. So don't get COVID, y'all. <laughs> Keep Stay vigilant. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I had been working remotely during that quarantine period. Then we came back to work on Monday, but then we were working remotely again on Tuesday and Wednesday because um, there was a student who was taking the bar exam because it's being administered remotely, at least for North Carolina. Mm. So we all worked. She was using the whole office. I mean, not she wasn't Aww, like spread out across the whole great. office, but they wanted to make sure that she had absolute silence. That is so great. That's a yeah. good law firm. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, they get it. And like at Elon, they have these things called these things called bar mentors. Mm -hmm. So you get to pick your own, you know, but it's basically like an attorney who will be like your hype person. And like, who like, it's almost like a doula 
Oh my God. I'm like, just putting this. Yes. Your bar mentor is like your law school doula for like when you give birth to the the final, (laughs) the final, the final thing that is the bar exam. You're pushing all of your legal knowledge out of your brain cavity (laughs) and into the bar. Um, Anywho. Yeah. So one of the attorneys at the firm, it is the bar mentor for the student who is taking the bar. So anyway, all of this to say, I have been in, uh, in person at an office, I think four days in the last two weeks, Mm. (laughs) which has made everything feel like I'm low key on spring break already. Ah. Um, But I'm not mad at that. So so I've been just trying to enjoy myself, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And congrats on being done with Moot Court. Thank you. I got an email from the uh, faculty advisor for the Moot Court board, and he was like, congrats on finishing. Like, I hope you would consider competing again. And I haven't replied yet. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Moot Court and my birthday last year, that reminds me... Nicole made me an amazing cake. I had forgotten about that. And I don't know how I could forget such a good cake. And she also, I think, tweeted at the podcast. So double shout out to Nicole. I'm still remembering that cake. And thanks for tweeting at us. She did. I I have to say, too, like, Nicole kicks ass because she also competed in the same moot court competition that I did, the Spong moot court competition, and she made it all the way to the semifinals. So nice way to go. I see that shows how much I know about Washu because I didn't even know that like my classmates were in the same competition as you. I was just like, Oh, Spong. You say, okay, I haven't heard of that. Yeah. You know, (laughs) turns out like my classmates and, and, and your classmates are. I mean, I so could have competed not- against Nicole. How wild would that be? That would be that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should compete again. Maybe Nicole and I can stand toe to toe someday. Nicole, if you hear this, you let me know which competition you're going to register for. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a ch- are you challenging her on air? That's a little <laughs> I, must, I might be challenging Nicole on air. <laughs> A lot of things that are out of my control would have to fall into place in order for that to happen. But, you know, if things were to line up a certain way, I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah. Winner makes the loser a cake. And it has to be as good as the one she made. (laughs) But can you make those terms? Are you a baker? Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, I'm not like a baker baker, but I can follow a recipe and I have a very nice KitchenAid stand mixer. So bring it on. Is that a wedding? Yes, it was a wedding gift. Nobody buys a $400 stand mixer for themselves. Some (laughs) of my friends do. I was just curious. No judgment. I don't even know why I asked. But, you know, like, I just wanted to know if you were the type of baker who bought it for yourself or if you got it as a wedding present, you know? I got it as a wedding present. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. And, And also, shout out to my mom who, for some unknown reason probably just the love she has in her heart for me and Adam had, has recently decided to continue buying things on our wedding registry that I thought was like deactivated after a certain point. So for the last few weeks I've come home 
and every so often there will be a, a package from Crate and Barrel on our front porch, and it's all the types of things you would literally never buy for yourself. Absolutely, yeah. Like, for example, I got this beautiful marble um, spoon holder. I actually... Wow. I know it's so bougie it's and like in our house it which is like you know covered in dog hair and like <laughs> arts and craft supplies I have this like beautiful <laughs> marble yeah it's called the French kitchen marble spoon rest wow yeah I um, just balance my spoon on top of whatever like box I make sure that the spoon part doesn't you know touch anything but I balance the handle on like whatever's around right it's not right. very sophisticated <laughs> well, come on over to my place because I got a marble spoon rest for you. Okay, perfect. Great. Anyway, oh, what are we talking about? <laughs> none of that is related to law school. Why are we here again? What are we doing? It's kind of related to law school because we are sophisticated adults who can soon represent clients in a very professional way. That's me uh, trying to convince myself that I'm. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and we ha even have marble spoon rests because we're so adult there we go there we go so okay that was my <laughs> like my updates i suppose um what do you do we have a topic this week or no we have a kind of a topic last episode i talked about my plans to experiment with different like productivity tools and different like trying to use AI, um, artificial intelligence that is, to streamline different uh, boring work tasks. Mm -hmm. And I did look into those in earnest and started experimenting with some. Um, I think my 10 hours a week for clinic is not the best kind of work environment to test all of these on. So I have some updates for what I have exper experimented on, but okay. um, we'll have to do like a part two in the summer when I have like a lot of repetitive tasks and meetings and such. Cause right now I kind of have like a very manageable workload and I've kind of figured out based on my experience in the clinic last semester, like how to, how to juggle things. So, okay. Well, I look forward to hearing your AI updates. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I am a robot. Yeah, but we could do highs and lows. I love it. I love a high. I love a low. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. I've <laughs> <laughs> been listening to a lot of Dashboard Confessional as of late. Really? Only because Adam has recently been on this, like, kick where all he wants to listen to is very angsty early 2000s yeah. kind of pop punk music well that sounds great and it's it's kind of shocking to me how quickly i can recall every lyric to every song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that that could be a segue to one of my highs let's make it okay so for perm last night i dressed up as like grunge Lydia like I don't oh. know what era I was going for I think feel like 90s so not really the same as early 2000s but close and I've never done I, I have pink hair now um so maybe that's an update but I did that like just for fun since I won't be like interviewing for the foreseeable future and it, de it definitely is like fading pretty quickly as I shampoo it so it's a temporary situation but I was mm -hmm. like all right let me make use of this 
this pink hair and like I have like kind of like a herringbone if that's what it's called I forget like black and white kind of like skater dress and I had like a jean jacket and I've never done like grunge makeup but with like the heavy um eyeshadow on the top and bottom of the eye and like the like dark purple lipstick kind of thing oh my way and I have like fake tats and fake like nose ring and everything it was where did you put the fake tattoos well because it was a virtual party and I was only going to be shown from like the chest up I did like one on my like the side of my neck and then one like around the collar of the dress okay otherwise I might have done like arm hand you know whatever like more yeah I personally like the idea of you just with like a big chest piece oh yeah yeah. What would your chess piece say? Um, Liberty. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, baby. What would your chess piece say? My chess piece? Yeah. Um, so funny that you ask <laughs> because Adam and I were just talking about chess pieces the other day. He was joking around saying that he wanted to get a collarbone tattoo that said just in like kind of old English script, yeah. Wassa. Yes. The city in Wisconsin he's from. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, all right, maybe if I was going to do it, it would just be like, you know, maybe it would be like my last name or like Los Angeles or something (laughs) like that. I don't know. I would never do that. I would never do that. I've actually, I've had nightmares. I'm, I shit you not. I have had nightmares about being pinned down and having somebody tattoo my chest. Really? Yeah. There was this girl in my dorm freshman year of college who was very sweet and soft-spoken and she had this huge chest tattoo that said protege moi which means protect Whoa. me in French. Yeah. And it was like so jarring to me and so startling that I I like I don't know weaseled its way into my psyche and it's like ugh ugh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, can you hang on one second? Just yeah, one second. Of course. All right. All right. Hold on. Well, listeners, I can't stand for there to be any break in sound. So maybe I should do like a little ASMR. I don't know if you can hear the rain, but it's like. Oh, hi, Megan. Can you hear the? Can you actually hear the rain? Because it's really coming down hard. I think I can actually. It's like I have one of those like window AC units and it's like hitting the top of the AC, like that metal. Yeah. It's kind of great. Whoa, that's very soothing. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, my grunge Lydia Purim outfit was just, just that party was a high for multiple reasons. And uh one was that i got to see my friends from boston um some friends i should say from boston including tamar shout out to tamar tamar hosted this event on a platform called gather town which is awesome so shout out to maya for telling tamar about gather town um let me see i think it's free let me google it but yeah gather.town um so it's more like a p- actual party than Zoom. Imagine like 
a video game interface where you have like a little avatar and you're using the arrow keys to like walk around to different rooms and like you can see who's in the different rooms and so you walk into the room and like you join that video chat but you can leave whenever you want and there's all these like games within like we played code names they had played pictionary and like some other stuff that you can just like queue it up and so and you can even play like games by yourself like you can go in the corner and like play tetris um that's at least the like game room setup that we had but apparently there are other like setups um and yeah you can just bounce you can like leave the room whenever you want and it's just so cool and it's free and i don't know why it's free i don't know like well sorry it's free for up to 25 people and then after that it's a dollar a user up to like 2,000 people or something like that um so uh, it's just it was so fun because there was this one moment when we finished code names and then Maya was like, all right, everybody, we're doing a lap. And basically we exited the room and just all with the arrow keys, <laughs> like ran around the entire <laughs> um, like game board. Room with our, yeah, <laughs> we just all followed Maya like, <laughs> running around and then went into a different room to like hang out. Um, but it was it was so fun and i also just i don't know i haven't been drinking that much because uh because of quarantine i don't know i know there's some people who have been drinking more some people have been drinking less but as a as a more social like if i drinking it's going to be you know in a social setting and so uh drinking is a one of the main goals one of the main activities in at perum so i got drunk off of like literally two large beers and woke up this morning with a hangover i don't know what has happened to my body after this after this birthday but i was like wow i feel like i actually went to a party i was so delighted by gather town and then just like so excited to like see people like most people logged off and then it was just like me and billy and tamara like hanging out to like 2 a.m or something so it was really cool Important question, because I genuinely have no idea. What is Purim? Purim is like, this is a bad, uh, like, I don't want to reduce it, but it's like Jewish Halloween. Like you wear costumes and the point is to, not the point, but one of the activities is to drink so much that you like blur the line, like your cognition of between right and wrong um, <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah and uh at least when we would celebrate it in boston um i would go to the radical perm party which was hosted at a, a labor union and they would retell the story of i think it was esther hold on and Haman, and uh it would be like the spiel would be so so much effort would be put into this like retelling of the story. It was always like a different retelling, like in a speakeasy setting or with robots or like futuristic, whatever. So it was like really keeping the story like new and with audience participation and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, more religions need to be keeping like stories alive like this. It's very cool. Um, but uh, hold on. <clears throat> I actually can't do a, a good 
retelling of the story on air because I haven't thought of how to like make it short. But I I will just um, encourage everyone to look it up. Look up the story of Esther and Purim. But yeah, she's just you know a badass lady who uh, saves save the Jewish people. I mean that's. <laughs> far <laughs> more than I've ever done. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that sounds like a hell of a party. It was just delightful. And it makes me wonder if maybe my birthday party should be on Gather Town. Yes. Yes. It definitely yes? should. Yeah. Uh, unless you're gonna invite like way more than twenty five people. Oh. Yeah. Heck no. Okay. <laughs> Heck no. It was very easy to log on as like someone who had never used it. You didn't have to create an account or anything. Maybe the host does, but I didn't as a user. So just as easy as Zoom, honestly, you just click a link. Cool. Yeah. So, all right. You got any highs or should we switch Hi. to this or anything? <clears throat> no, I mean, I, so I have a couple more like updates. Oh, oh, okay. And, um, and some highs, I suppose. Um, <laughs> but you all might remember... Uh, Madison and Paris from I think it was like episode 58 no I mean (laughs) dang it I I should have pulled this up earlier but Madison and Paris joined us um, within the last 10 episodes let's say that at the end of summer Um, and they were they were talking about uh, an action at Elon to uh, there was a petition circulating to remove the portrait of, um, of the former mayor of Greensboro because of his uh, involvement with and sort of like uh, reluctance to acknowledge the impact of the Greensboro massacre on the black community and the community at large. And Paris and Madison went in on this and they have been like leading the way, leading the activist efforts to get this portrait removed. Um, and the Elon uh, administration had moved the the portrait from um, a public space to a conference room, thinking that that would kind of pacify the activism. Um, and it didn't. And yeah. <laughs> the la- yeah, so so when they were on last, they, like it was like a few days before they were going to have the final meeting with administration. And I hate to inform you all that it did not go the way that they wanted it to, and the the painting remains on the wall. However, Madison and Paris went on the news in Greensboro in the last week and the local news station did like a two or three minute spotlight on the story. And also they went to the Elon news network and damn, (laughs) they are putting Elon on blast. And I, I was like, cheering for them like audibly cheering for them as i was watching the news yes it was incredible so i just like if you go to elon or you live in greensboro you should you should be like following this story and you should really be caring about it because this is like it's activism in real time and it's it's interesting to watch elon administration having to reconcile where their money comes from um with you know, all of the things that they claim to stand for, like lawyer leaders, you know, that's a big thing. They're always talking about how they want us to be leaders in the community. Mm. Yet it seems as though, and of course I've only heard this from Paris and Madison, but it seems as though they're being 
slightly punished or at least like the efforts to like dull the voices and to make this go away have um they seem to contradict the the like mission of a lawyer leader you know i think the yeah. quote was like this is an activism school mm. so <laughs> yeah anyway cheers to paris and madison if i had my air oh, horn out i would i would be honking it right now <laughs> So good. And I just so looked good. it up. You said you were right. It's episode 58. So if anyone has uh, just started joining us and hasn't listened, go give it a listen. It's, it's, it's really cool to chat with them. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So that's, that's a, that's a law school update. Um, another thing that I couldn't quite square with like a high, a low or a meh mm-hmm. was this. And I, I feel like it's important to say because um, not because anything interesting happened, but because it just kind of like, shows how malleable certain things are. So Mm -hmm. um, Elon Law Review has their write-on competition over spring break. So, yeah. So the only grades that you get, that you have when you're trying out for Law Review are are from the fall trimester. Mm -hmm. And you have to be in like the top 50% of the class to try out and forget there there might be a couple more stipulations anyway um i didn't end up doing the write-on competition which is something that i like kick myself for all the time and so they they've been posting a lot about like how the how the write-on competition is around the corner for this year and i read some of the info about it and it didn't any nowhere in it did it explicitly say that two l's cannot try out for Mm -hmm. a so I was like, okay, this might, this feels like a silly question. I feel like it's so silly that they didn't even address it because they figured everyone knew, but like, can two wells try out? So I wrote in and I asked and they got back to me very quickly and they were like, actually, like, we don't know. It's kind of up to the editor in chief. Like it's a discretionary thing. And I was so surprised to hear that because this whole time I was operating under the assumption that there was like a hard school rule or a policy. Yeah. You know, it it wasn't in the hands of the actual law review team. It was like some, you know, like black letter rule that had been written by higher ups. But that's not the case. And so I waited for a day. And ultimately they replied and said that, that they could not allow two L's to compete. And they have, you know, various reasons that essentially all boil down to timing. Um, because we're a 2.5 year program. You can check that off your bingo list. Yes. So, but I mean, I, I bring it up only because it was just another moment that reinforced the lesson that my mom drilled into my head growing up, which, which is you never know until you ask. And it sounds to me like the editor-in-chief has enough discretion to change the rules and to, like, adapt. So if, if you're hearing this, you know, maybe just ask the question, even though you think you know what the answer is. Because, like, I think if enough people started asking that question or challenging the policy, it could change, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. That's yeah, that's very interesting. I now I'm wondering what it's like at Wash U because I have no idea. Well, and I mean, at Wash U at least if a 2L were to try out, they would have like an entire year to get stuff done. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, thoughts. Hmm. Any other updates? Um, well, no. I don't think I do. Well, no, okay, one more update. I didn't end up going to the Junior League meeting, and I don't have a good excuse. <laughs> I just... It was at like 6 p.m. on a Tuesday night and 6 p.m. rolled around and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing against the junior league, but just, you know, sometimes you just kind of like, the last time we talked, I was trying to get like a vibe check on it. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't know. I just like the vibe check didn't check out enough for me to like check it out. Does that make sense? That was poetry, Megan. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that it failed the vibe check. It just wasn't quite inspiring enough for you yeah. to, to overcome the inertia of the Tuesday at 6 p.m. Ex- so. Yes. Mm. Yes. Exactly. 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 That's what it was. Yeah. Mm. So that's that. <laughs> Those are my updates. Mm. Well, one of your updates is kind of a segue to one of my lows. Okay. Um, so I guess the maxim, you never know until you ask. That's what it was, right? Yeah. Okay. Is a little bit, I think, a better maxim than it doesn't hurt to ask. Because one of my lows is a situation where it, in fact, did hurt to ask. Ooh. <clears throat> I... Got a great quote from this drywall contractor, and we had like an agreement. So a verbal contract had been made, if you will. Oh, okay, okay. Then I kind of accidentally reopened negotiations by asking, by the way, how much more would it cost to do uh, insulation in the ceilings, blow in insulation, fiberglass insulation in the ceilings? Well, then he brought his business partner into it and we had to revisit everything and the low price I originally got is just off the table and now there's this big old price because the business partner has a different different outlook on giving first-time customers a good deal to to build the business relationship or whatever the reasoning was for the first really good deal. So um, that was a huge low because... I was really looking forward to having someone else help me finish off the drywall. Um, So, yeah, I, uh, since I jotted that down on the, on my Lowe's list, I actually have gotten a text from him that said he'd call me tomorrow. So maybe given that he did offer me a low price, he can do something without his business partner. I have no idea how that works because in my corporation, my, my corporations class is focused more on, corporations. I think you took business associations, which probably went more into partnerships, which is a different type of business association than corporations. But I don't know much about partnerships, so I don't know if he can (laughs) go behind his business partner's back and do a separate deal with me, but um, I hope so. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) I'm not not holding out too much hope. I'm I'm putting it in the lows list because I just, uh, that's where I'm stuck at with the house, which is also on Rachel's bingo card, cross it off. Um, yeah. And I have another little low, which is that I just completely missed the study abroad deadline. It was February 22nd. I totally forgot about it because of the like trip 
little getaway. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I probably wasn't going to study abroad next year, uh, next fall, because if school is open back up, then I just want to see my friends. I just want to be back in the castle that is WashU's campus. And um, in, in, in another year, like in another timeline where there's no pandemic, I would have really wanted to do study abroad. Um, because like, when are you going to get to, you know, live in Hong Kong for four months in an English speaking program? Like what? Like, I mean, yeah. Scholarship transfers. That's very cool. And your grades don't impact your GPA. That's very cool. Wait, what? Yeah. The study abroad, it just counts as credit hours, but it's basically like pass fail if you get a C above. So yeah, I mean, it's great. It's just like you get to be somewhere else and you get to like learn about different kinds of law and, you know, like, I don't know. It, it's kind of like an excuse or like a permission to live somewhere as an American without like really knowing the language. Like I would feel absolutely like a huge imposition on anyone if I just packed up and moved to Hong Kong right now um, without having learned any of the language. Like that is so rude but in a study abroad program where there's like someone who's kind of like a mediator and right. like you, know, you have other people in your same situation, you know, there are still, there can still certainly be rude people in study abroad programs, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, when, when do you, when else do you, you know? So um, I had asked them when they sent out study abroad information, I asked, can I send in my application by the deadline and then rev- like remove myself from it? Or, like, change my mind later. And they mm-hmm. said yes. So that goes to your mom's point about, like, you don't know until you ask. Because I would have assumed that, like, a sign-up would be, like, this is what I want to do. And I also assumed that my scholarship wouldn't transfer. But you could change your mind and the scholarship transfer. And I was like, I have to at least, like, apply. Because, like, Korea, for example, there's a Korean university that is a... um exchange what we have an exchange with and if we're remote next fall Mm -hmm. why wouldn't i just want to be in korea a safer literally safer than missouri literally like you can like people like to have the precautions a year ago they were taking so I don't know. Part of me was like, I got to just, you know, just mix this up, whatever. Even though I probably right. have gone to Korea next year because, you know, I've got a cat and a house and stuff. <laughs> um, and, and Fran's here and Billy's here and all that. But there was just part of me that's like, I got to at least, you know, fill out the application. And then I just missed, completely missed the deadline. Mm-hmm. So that's a low. But I thought I would share it anyway so that people knew that study abroad in law school was a thing. I didn't even know that that was a thing until I was getting like different advertisements from schools. But yeah, there are some programs that are a whole year long. Um, so that could be cool if you're like, I want to go to law school, but I don't want to be in the US for ne- the next three years. I don't know. I wonder if doing study abroad when you're in law school would like take the pressure off of the pressure that the quote unquote law school environment kind of puts on you. Yeah, you know I, mean, what I mean, like so I wonder if people are like similarly like like 
cagey and like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I would hope because the grade because of the grade difference, but I don't I can't really speak to like what law students are like in those other countries and how much you actually get to like interact with them. But sure. if it's just you and your like 10 other study abroad folks like having a good time, that would be very very cool. Very fun. Very fun. Dang. Well, I'm sorry that that option isn't open. It's all right. It's all right. You got any lows? Lows? Um, not, I mean, like, not really. No, I had, you know, it's, so I guess the low is that now that I'm doing my residency and I'm not in Zoom class, you know, so many hours a week. Yeah, I, I I can't blame the inertia on Zoom fatigue anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know what it is, but I struggle with like actually following through on doing the things that I know I will enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So I signed up to be in this radical reading group with a bunch of law students from Chapel Hill and Duke. Um, people that I met through doing legal observing. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like really rad, cool, like-minded people. And the whole, we're reading cast by Isabel Wilkerson right now. I don't know it. Oh, it's an Oprah's book club. Uh, <laughs> re- must read, but basically the, the thesis of the, of the whole book, which is very long, but is that um, racism in America is much like the caste system in India so you never hear in the book, she never says like, this is racist or like these people are black or these people are white. She like talks about like racism as like low born and high born. Um, and it's really fascinating. And I, I got it on audible. So I listen to it when I like am riding my stationary bike or when I'm walking the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anyway, I was really looking forward to participating in this radical reading group. And then like the day and time rolled around and I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Like I just wanted to like, I don't know. I I, like, that's the thing. I can't even tell you what I did instead. Like, I think I probably cooked dinner or like watched TV. So I guess I'm still trying to like, as we said earlier, like we've been in this sort of stay at home state of mind for so long that like I'm having a hard time sort of dusting off the cobwebs of being social. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that if, if it were a situation where like we were all going to be meeting up at someone's house, I would have absolutely gone, but it was like on zoom, you know? Right. I think maybe, maybe I can still blame this on zoom fatigue. Like I'm just done. You know, like I don't want I, to do it anymore. I almost bailed on Purim all day yesterday because I just wasn't really in the mood. And then I was like, this kind of reminds me of like when I in person used to be too tired to go out. But then I would at the last minute be like, no, do it. It'll be fun. You'll enjoy it once you're there. Kind of like working out. And I always would. And so I just had to like remember that. I'd be like, right. no, like when I'm there, like seeing my friends will make me happy. Like I got to do it. And then like, once I dressed up, I was like in the mood, you know? I um, mean, yeah. Dressing up to go out. That's when you're getting like pumped and you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I feel you. And, you know, I probably wouldn't have at the last minute gone to a book club, even though it sounds like an excellent, really excellent conversation, but it's, you know, it requires a lot more thought than a party. I know. I know this. Uh, anyway. You can so go in the future though, right? Huh? You can go in the future though, right? Like the next. Oh yeah. It's like, it's a monthly group. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, but you know, like that, that's kind of a not so great segue to my high, okay. <laughs> which is that my mom, my dad, my grandpa and Adam have now all received the COVID vaccine. Oh my gosh. Yeah. As well as many of my friends from Los Angeles. So I think finally I will be able to visit them in two weeks. Wow. Which will be the first time I have been home since I left, which is crazy. Ah. Yeah. So happy. I, for some reason, thought you had gone home during 1L for a couple weeks, but I don't remember. Nope. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Never made it, never made it out there. So, um, I am like thrilled. I think I've rescheduled this trip and like pushed it back twice now. So being able to go is just going to be such a treat. And like my aunt sent me a picture of my grandpa with his little, like, I just got vaccinated sticker. I I was so relieved. Yeah. Oh yeah. So happy to hear that. Yeah. So, you know, people it, it's all starting to feel like real now like i for the first time i'm starting to feel a sense of guarded relief mm. like like i'm still vigilant i'm still very aware <laughs> that like I, anybody could get it you know um like i just had a covid scare two weeks ago but the fact that people around me now are getting vaccinated is incredibly encouraging. That's amazing. I wish I could say that about Missouri. Really? What's going on there? Nothing. I mean, I mean, no, there are some people getting vaccinated, but no one that I know. So my mom has just got her second vaccine, but she's in North Carolina, you know? So, Oh, that's so great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I won't complain about, you know, the folks in my life being safe and stuff that i Knock on wood, been lucky so far. But Missouri, come Missouri, on. come on, y'all. But no, I mean from a North Carolinian. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like North Carolina is behind the curve on so many things, <laughs> but, but Missouri's a little bit behind as well. Oh, yeah, a little bit behind the behind place. Yeah, mm. but your your sentiment reminds me, I. Um, follow an Instagram account called Stevie writes and uh, it's a writer with autism who often talks about relationships and I love it. Uh, And they were posting about how they're not going to be as active on Instagram anymore and why that is. And Uh um, I think they started the Instagram like when everything went remote Okay. And I took this screenshot of, of their story. It said, I think I need to start finding a different balance. And there's some things that got fucked in my life in 2020 that I can now start to unfuck rather than spending time on here, quote unquote, coping. And I was Ooh. like, screenshot. Because like, I feel like I need to make that switch as well. 
Like, stop just coping with, you know, the online situation with whatever, like, and, you know, get more into life, you know? I I desperately want to get more into life. And I think the fact that we've been remote for so long has made it, like, hard to, quote, get into life. Because <laughs> the only lifeline we've had at least I'll speak for myself has been like social media. Yeah. I always say I'm going to delete my Instagram, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like, why? It brings me joy. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It is a huge time suck, but it's the only way I've been able to see people I love in the last year. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been enjoying Instagram and enjoying clubhouse and, Mm. And our podcast as well feels like a normal, not quarantine thing. But I think my general attitude towards quarantine has been like, well, it's temporary. Just get through it and it'll be back to normal soon. And part of me is like, well, what if, what if you treated this not as just something to like sit on your hands during, but like, you know, something. I know that other people's response has been like, well, let's just like start hanging out and like, you can't be cooped up forever and you got to adjust whatever. Like I know, I know that some of my classmates hang out together and stuff and I don't know. I don't know how safe people are being, but I'm not ready yet to, to do that. So I got to just embrace, you know? Yep. (laughs) Continue embracing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think I've like run out of highs and lows now. I have a quick met, which is just that, like, my, this, like, wanting to get more into life corresponds with my kind of dread at it being almost the halfway mark in my semester. I just want the semester to start over for my (laughs) classes, for my classes. Like, Mm -hmm. the job search was a huge distraction in the beginning part of the semester when, like, all the classes were laying their foundation and then I had so many deadlines for jurisprudence review. Like we had our note that had multiple different deadlines and then the final deadline. And then we have what are called pulls and checks, which are just like blue booking and checking Ugh. the citations of like the authors who will be published their work. Um, so that finished up this past Friday. And then we had like board applications for like whatever leadership positions we want to do next year. Um, I did get a very small position that we're not supposed to publicize yet. Oh, so I forget what it is. It's not on the executive board. Thank goodness. It is just a, um, little position that will be nice because I won't have to write a paper next year. Cause I'll be doing that instead. That's how it works. Um, and I've been behind in clinic every single week, like behind on my hours, I can still catch up, but I'm just like, wait, we have, we have our corporations like midterm coming up and like mid-semester self-evaluations for clinic coming up. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Can we just can I, like just learn all that? Can right. we do the class again? And I don't want to be as distracted anymore. And, yeah, and, and yeah. every single semester I just think like, no, this year, this time I'll whatever. And like, I never do. And I'm like, what? So that's my, that's my, I just like, oh, what's happening this semester? I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember remember. that feeling. 
oh yeah you didn't have to deal with that that's so nice (laughs) it is but I don't know it's looking like I might have to take summer school which means I will be dealing with the feeling but just you know delayed yeah 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 Yeah. you got any nez oh gosh I think I kind of like well so I guess my meh is that um I'm envious of you for knowing where you're going to be after law school. <laughs> mm. um, like I, so I guess, so you getting the jo- the big job mm. kind of like put into focus for me that there are people who are now getting employment offers for after graduation. And my eye had been, you know, on getting like a summer internship for so long. And then it was like, okay, now my eye is on finishing moot court, but right. I guess it's like my, my goal has finally now shifted with to like, do I need to start like thinking about how I'm going to be gainfully employed upon graduation? And Mm. that just comes with a whole lot of like anxiety and insecurity because the whole process feels really mysterious to me. Absolutely. Like how do I get a job when I don't know where to start looking to begin with? Um, secondly, I haven't passed the bar. So it's like, who's going to hire me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, just like general stuff. So it kind of reminds me of how you had been expressing that you kind of felt like you were walking around in the dark, um, trying to find attorneys who did climate migration work. Cause it's like, you know what you want to do, but you're just sort of, you don't know where to look or where to go. Yeah. That's kind of me right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I don't know. I, I, the more I see people doing their own thing, like working for themselves, the more I feel like that's what I want to do eventually. Like I, I actually last Friday. Be awesome. I know last Friday I did another, another day, uh, as, acting as a witness for Will's signings in Durham with the, with the garage attorneys. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> who have yes. who have since upgraded to what's called a signing shed. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, attorney Heather Hazelwood is my girl, and she like was like, okay, I can't, I can't have people coming to my house and like sitting in my like freezing cold garage with like oh. mice and you know all this. So oh. she invested a few thousand dollars and had a shed built in her driveway and it's so it's like very sleek and nice looking and you know I sat there and I acted as the witness for maybe four different people coming in to sign their wills and they were they're all so lovely and they seem to really like Heather and like I just the more I see her doing her thing the more I think to myself this is what I want to do like this is so chill and nice but also like to borrow a term I've heard you use, Lydia, morally neutral. <laughs> and like, yeah, you're not absolutely. Yeah. 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 And you can feel good about what you're doing because you're giving people like peace of mind and it's just good. Um, but I, I do. What was that? Oh, I, I just thought of you in class because our, our wills and trust and estates professor um, told us about one of her former students who's in St. Louis and he's more of like the, the anarchist type and basically after graduation just like kind of met his friends in bars and they would like write up their will there he didn't have any overhead costs for like office space because he met like you know his 
type of people, the people who might not have ever gone into the the law office. But he was just like, hey, you probably want to, you probably need a will. Like, I'll do it for you for cheap, whatever. And like, ended up saving money and then started a brewery. Right. That's I mean, cool. that's, <laughs> and that's like the, the more I see it happening, the more I'm like, I could totally do this. Yes. You know I what I mean? Like, oh, I love this vision. Oh my God. I could literally work from home and like meet people wherever they want to meet. Fuck it. If you have to, you can rent like a fancy business room for an hour and it costs you like yeah. $20 if you need to yeah. do signings. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I, I think you can, I think with that type of law, you can do it with very little overhead. Um, and still like, I mean, if you charge a thousand dollars, let's say, which would be a steal to have your will drawn up, you do that like five times and now you've made $5,000. Boom. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> That's it's very not cool. that hard, I think. And I'm starting to feel kind of crazy because like the idea of going out on my own right after graduation feels incredibly scary. Mm. But at the same time, like, which beast would I rather wrestle with? Is it like the one that I am completely in control of, like, making big or making small or making happen at all? Or would I rather, like, wrestle with having to write 100 cover letters only to get 99 no's? <laughs> I fully believe in you to do either one. I think if you wrote a hundred cover letters and that one job that you got was something you cared about, it would have been worth the effort. And I think if you put in all the effort for your, you're going out on your own, it's going to be amazing. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't think, you know, there's one right way, but I just, I'm so excited for you. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for I, I need that. I need that kind of like that, that energy that only Lydia can bring. Oh, got it. <laughs> That, like blind optimism <laughs> the i'm gonna buy the house for cash and then flip it on my own for free enthusiasm is what I, need. <laughs> I don't think i'm gonna be flipping it for any profit at this point but i you know might rent it out or whatever but no i but to answer your question i forgot earlier about like the who would hire you before you've passed the bar i think actually a lot of people give like contingent offers like They'll hire you, and then if you don't pass the bar, they'll reconsider the the offer. But the, it's already in place before you even take the bar. I'm pretty mm. sure. Because some firms even, like, pay for your bar prep and your bar. Right, costs. right. But. Yeah, I don't know. But you don't even need that because you're a Themis rep. <laughs> That's <Hey>. right. <laughs> <laughs> My phantom side gig. <laughs> you got that all figured out, Megan. You got it all figured out. I don't think anybody has said yes to me yet. I <laughs> I don't think I've signed one person up. But Aww. it's you know what's wild? It's like everyone I talk to seems to be a rep for another company. I don't know if it's just like my particular <laughs> friend like circle, like all is gregarious and you know, I don't know. So one day. One day. I did I gotta say, um, let me see when the deadline is. But y'all who are two L's, you might be able to take advantage of this. And I'm sure they'll have it next year for y'all one L's. But um, Barbary has those free one L classes mm. online. Like you watch the videos and then they cut you off 
after that because they want <laughs> you to buy their products. But um, for two L's this year, uh, oh, it's today. It's today. Okay. If you sign up for this like Barbary promo for two L's, it's only $21 to lock in this like low rate. And you get access to all the 2L and 3L like mastery class videos so you can watch things for like trust and states and you can watch all the videos for corporations and ethics. That's what I'm going to do. And I just hate that I didn't do this last semester because I had several bar classes. Like I could have watched all these videos, but the videos are really, they're really great. And then you have to pay another deposit September. But the thing is, you can just not pay the September deposit, lose that like special rate that you've locked in by paying $21 now. And there's no cancellation fee for not paying in September. So basically I paid $21 to get all these great videos. So definitely my favorite study Uh supplement. So I'm glad I have access to it, but yeah. Uh, Wait, is today March 1st? It was yesterday. Okay. 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 Yeah. Um, But Anywho, there you have it, folks. <laughs> um, I feel like what I have to share is so brief about these productivity tools <laughs> after all of this buildup, but maybe that's the segue. There's the Barbary tip, and then I have these other tips. Well, for what it's worth. I, it, I am chomping at the bit to know the tips, but we've been recording for one hour now. Okay. Why don't I tell the the listeners what the tools are called so that if they tuned in hoping to hear those, they can at least look them up on their own and then I'll give the full review. There we go. Love yeah. it. Um, so the ones I've been trying out that are good for me for clinic um are timely that is a way to automatically like log your hours which is so 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 much better than having to like write down when you start writing an email and write down when you ended writing an email um it's it's like keeping track of your time in six minute increments is absurd uh, another reason to do <laughs> to write someone's will because I'm sure that's like not on a six minute time increment fee basis. <laughs> God, <laughs> avoid that timekeeping. Oh my gosh! And then um, if you send a lot of emails to clients who might not email you back or who you want to remember, you should follow up with Boomerang is an amazing service. So check out Boomerang and Timely. Um, that's that's all I was going to uh, present. And then I do like Zapier. It seems promising, but I haven't uh, been able to take advantage of it yet just because of my clinic tasks specifically. Mm-hmm. Otter AI has been very easy for transcribing meetings. I thought it would be a good way to like keep track of what happens in a meeting without having to like take notes so that I can be more present. But in fact, you end up with like a wall of text afterwards. It's even harder to sift through than some like quickly scribbled notes. So maybe not. Um, And then 
the amazing Marvin, <laughs> which oh, I talked gosh. about like two <laughs> years ago, um, has new uh, new features. So I'm going to play around with that too. So I'll do a bigger, bigger, uh, productivity tool episode later. Please do. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, folks. I think that concludes episode 64 of uh, law school in brief. You know what? I haven't checked. I haven't checked if we crossed the 10,000 download. Oh my gosh. Imagine we Wait. have. Let's check at the same time. Yeah. I'm logging in right now. Oh my Me too. It's loading. Oh my gosh. Mm. What? We haven't? No. Ah. Okay. okay. 9,621 all time downloads. Oh, we are so close. We are so close. After this episode, hopefully, we will be there. <laughs> all right. Oh, I wanted to give one more shout out. Um,. I'm sorry, I just need to... Okay, shout out to our new listener, Tom, who has been binging our... Recently found the episode has been binging while going on walks and preparing for law school. So, hey, thank you for listening. Already up to episode 41. Damn, uh, Tom! Last emailing, and I'm honored. (laughs) So, hell yeah. Tom, we are so glad you found us. Yes, yes. Sweet. Well, to all you out there, if you have a Tom in your life and you think that they would enjoy law school in brief, <laughs> a bingeable amount, please go ahead and share. Yes. Um, you know, we, we love our ratings and our reviews. So yeah. if, you, if you'd be so kind. Bye, Megan. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye.